were moving from analog world to digital world. It looked like a normal transition, but now we're living in a digital present. We're looking at the digital future. And on today's episode, it's all about being a digital citizen. Yes. This is Self-Conference with Lisa Nakafu. I don't have a mental like a mental mental and to be really honest with y'all i don't know what that means like a person that i'm supposed to call and ask questions a person that is supposed to like guide my two steps no i don't have that kind of person um but i do have people that i follow people that i look at people who share similar interests with me people who have my utmost respect and one of those people happen to be miss karen Dusi. and today she has graced the stage i know that there's a twister in me <laughs> and so i'm so happy i feel so blessed and you should feel so blessed too because you're about to have like a digital class on this episode on this podcast self-conference with Lizana Kafoa. welcome to the podcast miss karen Dossi. Uh, hello, my name is Carol, uh, Carol Ndosi. Uh, I am a development practitioner with a background in media and strategic communications, as well as events. Um, my education is in journalism and mass communication, uh, political science, conflict resolution and management as well as global development in Africa. Uh, a lot of my work has been focused around, uh, well, one media and strategic communications, uh, but also around innovation, digitalization, creative industries through the work, the work that I do um, through my event management company um, and my event, the Nyamachoma Festival. But also along the years, I've been an avid supporter of uh, the entrepreneurship ecosystem in Tanzania, supporting young um, youth and women entrepreneurs across the board, um, across different sectors, um, but also very passionate about digitalization and digital transformation in Tanzania, um, a champion for lifelong learning and skills development uh, but also <laughs> a feminist, you know, and a gender equality um, advocate. So I I work with the Launchpad Tanzania, which is uh, an NGO that I co-founded in 2017, together with my co-founder, um, Henry Kulaya. And uh, we have been working around the same areas, so pushing for sustainable development, working at the intersection of sustainable development and gender equality, skills development, education, decent work and economic growth, as well as innovation and digitalization. Um, I'm also a mother of two, two brilliant uh, daughters. <laughs> I, uh, I am a proud Tanzanian, I'm very proud of my heritage, very proud of my as ancestral um lineage from Arusha. Anyone who knows me would know that I, I always say I'm a proud Meru. But yeah, <laughs> let me stop there. Uh, that's who I am. 
I have been following you closely and you have been talking about digital citizenship, digital economy and skills development and you have been establishing platforms to implement most of it as in training and informing the youth. Uh, in brief, can you tell us what is your take on those areas? Uh, oh, wow. My take on digital citizenship, digital economy and skills development. Well, <laughs> um, uh, I feel that, you know, uh, as a stakeholder, first of all, and as an active um, player in the space, I would say it's quite encouraging, you know, um, just to sit back and, and observe the progress um, that has been happening and the transition that we've been making as a country uh, towards, you know, digitalization as a whole. But my take on digital citizenship is definitely an area that we need to expound more, um, particularly in the context of digital rights and responsibilities, because some of us believe that digital rights are human rights, you know. So there is still quite a lack of awareness um, on what exactly digital citizenship is and what that entails, you know, what that requires of a person who is online or who is using digital platforms. Uh, most of our community and our society has somehow been trying to separate the two, you know, the offline community to the online community, as, as if this online community is an alien space. <laughs> but it's actually the same people um, who are offline, who are actually online. Uh, but the only challenge is that we're seeing um, perhaps lack of um, enforcement of the law as we would see it in offline spaces. But um, the, 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 the whole awareness of rights and responsibilities of digital citizenship, you know, uh, the do's and don'ts, but also um, what is the cybercrime law saying? What are the laws governing the space? Um, what are people entitled to, you know, in terms of their rights, et cetera, et cetera. On the digital economy, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> with the current situation that is happening right now, I don't even know where to begin. But um, I believe we're making progress here. We're, we're definitely making progress. Um, we've seen quite a lot of efforts from both the public and private sector when it comes to pushing for the digital economy. So uh, from pushing for... Uh, you know, policy reforms, but also to uh, transforming infrastructure so that, you know, we can onboard more people um, onto digital platforms for the digital economy to actually take place. Uh, but I, I feel that there's still so much work to be done, um, especially when it comes to um, accessibility for the digital economy to work, uh, the infrastructure for the digital economy to work. I mean, we've seen that it's only now that Tanzania is actually um, setting up uh, postcodes, you know, um, and locations and, and the mapping and GPS. So uh, we still have a long way to go, but you can you can definitely say that it's encouraging. Uh, we, we are seeing some efforts, some ongoing efforts. And even when it comes to accessibility, I know that... Um, the respective authority, uh, in, you know, with the mandate of, uh, uh, what's it called, um, establishing uh, connection and network systems across the country uh, when it comes to internet penetration um, and internet coverage. UCSAF is actually trying really hard to make sure that uh, 
the national fiber uh, is, you know, is widely accessible across the country so that more people can can have access to data. Um, but on the same, we are facing quite a number of challenges when it comes to um, making this a reality, because as much as you're pushing for network accessibility and coverage on one end, you still have data bundles and, you know, in the Internet, be, as the Internet being very expensive, you know, we see people that are coming online, but they're not being able to stay online. They're not able to stay online because of the affordability of the data bundles, you know, Um but also on the same, there's also the issue of literacy, how many people have the skills and the literacy to actually navigate through the digital platforms enough for them to um, access information, but also, you know, um, grasp the many opportunities that come through uh, the digital economy, whether it's just buying and selling, you know, goods online or, you know, looking for markets or, you know, trading goods and services, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, when it comes to skills development, <laughs> this is an area that, an area that is very passionate, like I'm very passionate about, but um, I know that Tanzania has something called the National Skills Development Strategy. This is being pushed by the government under the respective ministry. Um, I know that uh, a lot of our focus has been on the six priority sectors, which is uh ICT agribusiness and agriculture energy tourism construction transport and uh, construction and then transport and logistics right but um and we've also seen a, a, a quite a major milestone when we saw um uh, what's it called VETA VETA being merged with uh is it NACTE and now it's one body you know uh, that is working together so there's there's quite a lot of I would say interventions that are happening uh, both both from the public sector and the private sector. Um, in the private se sector, you can see a lot of efforts and initiatives and activities from donor-funded programs, but also companies who are trying to, you know, um, make it a service or, or, or make it a service or offer it as a service. So uh, we we are somehow getting there. But my my challenge, or rather my concern, continues to be. Um, the mindset that we need to keep on instilling on young people, especially the upcoming generation when it comes to lifelong learning, because when it comes to skills development, it's very much benchmarked on the education system. And as much as we want to see reforms in our education um, system as well as curriculum, because of the emerging trends and the world ever changing when it comes to, you know, um, skills, but also what is in demand in the labor market, it 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 is only prudent for us to continue to advocate for lifelong learning, even within the curriculum, so that, um, you know, young people grow up and are nurtured to embrace the lifelong learning culture so that they can continue with upskilling and reskilling along their, you know, um, journey to employment or self-employment. So it's something that is very much lacking when it comes to skills development. You know, um, unfortunately, right now you can even see that most of the demand is only there because that is actually what is in demand in the market, but it's not, it's not really motivated or encouraged or coming from a place of, you know what, I, I see this as a benefit for my pers my personal and professional development. So I'm going to go for it on my own, or I'm going to invest for myself, you know, um, that agency and that mindset is, is, is definitely still lacking amongst um, our community. 
I saw a cover that was supposed to be like a teaser for a book a few years back. And I know that there's a book coming, Queen Kunta. Uh, can you tell us the reason uh, behind the writing thought, the writing process, and when should we expect it? Uh, <laughs> this is a very tricky question for me. Um, the Rise and Fall and Rise Again of Queen Kunta is... A memoir, well, not really, but yes. Uh, basically, it's um, supposed to be a journal of my life, basically. Um, I felt after I initiated um, the, the initiative of uh, Tanzania 100 Shiro's, I realized that women um, across the world, actually, this is not just in the continent or in Tanzania, we don't celebrate our stories. We don't tell our stories enough. So one, the thought writing process was, I need to document my story because wow, I'm an amazing human being, you know? <laughs> no, but I believe in my purpose on this earth and in this universe. And I believe God brought me and God is making me do all these things for a reason. And one of the ways that I could actually communicate or rather um, uh, make other generations learn about what I did, you know, even my own generations, the generations to come is through writing. I love reading. I love writing. So it's something that I was like, okay, no, Carol, we need a book. We need a book about you. If I was, if I wasn't Carol, I would, I would want to write a book about Carol and, oh gosh, yes, vanity here and there, but no, seriously, um, I'm at a point in my life where, uh, modesty only applies to only certain humble <laughs> situations but yeah just telling your story in a way that can inspire another person motivate another person let that other person know that they're not alone you know someone else has been through it or maybe even had it even worse than them you know but look at them now they're actually standing you know um if only we shared and i feel like it's, it, it was also coming from a place of i don't think i've read a book like a, a a real story that actually shared failure, you know, over and over because that's that's what I that's what I felt like when I was when I was thinking of writing the book because I was like I have failed so many times but look at me like I'm here. How many other people actually share this? Because along along my journey, I have not heard enough stories about failure, and we we are so judgmental about sharing these experiences, only to learn that had we shared. Perhaps we would have saved someone else from taking the same route or the same path, you know. So, yeah, definitely that was that was that's, that that was the motivation behind um, writing it. And actually, I'm just narrating it. My writer is this amazing young lady called Getrud Umligo. She's the one who's writing it, but I'm just narrating it um, and doing the editing uh, bit of it. Uh, when it will be done? Oh wow, Sasa, that's the tricky part of it because. Uh, because because I'm trying to be as raw as I can. Like I I told Getrid, like I want these experiences to be as raw as possible. I do not want any sugar coating. I don't want any experience downplayed. I want everything to be as black and white as it is. So some of these experiences actually um, the memories they're quite triggering for me. <laughs> so sometimes when I am narrating it, it takes me back to a very dark place that, you know, um, I worked really hard to get out from. 
And so what happens is I'm like, I, I go through a time or a phase where I'm like, okay, this is enough. This is too intense right now. I will revisit this after this time. So uh, when will it be done? It will be done when it will be done. <laughs> It will be done when it will be done. Um, but in the meantime, just bear with me because it's it's something quite special um, to me. And therefore, I've actually vouched to take as much time as I can to to narrate these experiences because they're real, you know, they're intense, they're raw. So, yeah, <laughs> it, will, it will be out when it will be out. So, yeah. Uh, it will be done when it will be done. Okay. Uh, Miss Karandosi, what is your advice on Tanzanian digital creators, including myself? <laughs> digital creators. Well, um, one advice. Well, one advice, please. I'm just going to stick to one. Please be authentic. You know, please be authentic. Please be original. Please be creative. The name itself says creators. So, as much as we would like to jump onto the emerging trends and all do TikTok videos, you know, um, or host Twitter spaces and clubhouse spaces, can we just please be creative? Um, there's so much to celebrate from the Tanzanian creative industry. There's so much to do. There's so much to change when it comes to the Tanzanian narrative. So uh, my advice would be just that, just, you know, be authentic, be original, be creative actually create you know um in the real sense of the word i had a writer on the podcast uh, mr nuba and he told us that creatives are prone to mental health issues and we had miss carola kinashe who also told us that uh, artists are prone to mental health issues it's all over how do you protect yourself from mental health issues and how do you protect others as well oh <laughs> oh this is um this is this is a very good question, but okay, so how do I protect myself? First of all, I'm so privileged to have learned, you know, of mental health, how that actually affects a person. You know, uh, growing up, depression is something that I, I, I suffered from. I still battle with. Um, I have been getting professional help. You know, and it's something that I feel um, as a society, we are yet to get there. Somehow, some way, mental health matters are very somehow taboo. You know, we don't talk about them enough or rather we downplay whatever experiences we encounter um, that leave mental trauma on us as human beings. You know, as Tanzanians would be like, nah, I want me pity a high or two. You know, that, that's nothing. That's nothing. But um it's 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 definitely something that needs more awareness and the, how I deal with it is professional help. So as I said, I'm privileged to have actually realized, you know, acknowledged it as a problem, but also um, found support, you know, not just through professional help, but through a support system, including my family, who would be like, or who would, who actually understand, you know, about mental health matters. So uh, that's that's how I deal with it. But I also like to shut off you know i like to drop off the grid i like to meditate i love meditating i i have recently just um been practicing this new routine i don't let outside energy including social media 
in, in my life before 9am. Like I use 5am until 9am to actually do, to actually think, you know, because I feel like maybe most of us don't have enough time to just sit down in silence and just listen to yourself and just think, listen to God, listen to yourself and just think. So meditation to me, not letting the outside energy inside until 9am, you know, that's like rush hour for me. That That's, I, that's really, really helped from uh, one, manifesting the energy and frequency that I want for the rest of the day and really how how to deal with whatever that is going to be thrown at me, you know, for the rest of the day. So that's how I deal with it. But also, um, how do I support others? I I try to share my experience, you know, when I see someone battling with it, um, I would try to reach out, you know, offer a helping hand or just let them know that they're not alone. Um, I also try to recommend a lot of, uh, you know, professional help, like the work that I do. I made sure that we have psychosocial safety support, mental wellness support, because I feel like that's such a, you know, an important component to rehabilitation from any kind of trauma, you know, and the whole healing process that's not going to happen, especially when it comes to any kind of violence, whether it's emotional or physical violence towards any person, a woman or a man. So, um, that's how I support other people or I protect others. Yeah. Successful women in all term of success, they are in tune with their emotions, energy. They know who they want to be and they're not so codependent and all that. And they make money, uh, the bottom line. So, uh, do you think it's very hard for them to have successful relationships and your views on modern dating? Oh, wow. Um, no, no and yes. So I would say in, in some communities, in some societies, <laughs> in our Tanzanian country, yes. Um, it has not been easy because unfortunately patriarchy still reigns, you know, and therefore, um, women are still supposed to be inferior beings. You, you cannot be more successful than a man. Um, and even when you are, uh, there's a level of submissiveness that you have to um, retain or maintain or sustain, you know. So it's it, it, it's it's <laughs> I would definitely say it's difficult for for some parts of the country. However, oh no, who am I kidding? For most parts of the country, for most parts of our society, that's the that's the bitter truth. But I also I'm quite encouraged by some of the men and some of the relationships that I am seeing thriving, you know, of successful, very successful women, you know, and of successful, successful men. And um, it's important that we keep on having these conversations because at the end of the day, a woman being successful, successful is not in any way emancipation of a man. So it should not be a threat. It should not be... Um, a challenge to a successful relationship, if anything, it should be a bonus. It should be a pro. It should be an advantage. So um, until we dismantle, unfortunately, until we dismantle patriarchy, <laughs> um, this will continue to be a question. Um, and modern dating will continue or forever be a debate because we will forever be, de you know, debating on the gender roles and a woman should do this and a man should do this as opposed to the freedom of choice, which I believe is what everyone should have. You know, if a woman wants to cook 
and do a nine to five, then by all means cook and do a nine to five. You know, if a woman wants to stay home um, and it's her choice, you know, just to, to, to cater to her husband or be a good mother, a stay at home mom, that's her choice, you know, but it should definitely be coming from a place of choice. So I feel like that's what modern dating should be, you know, open communication, more communication, more respect for God's sakes. <laughs> and definitely, um, freedom of choice uh for for individual beings to be to just be my god to just be you know uh open communication yeah we often talk about communication a lot, but that's the key. Now, can you reveal your marital status? Single or not? Dating? <laughs> okay, so I am currently not married. Um, I am dating. Very happy. <laughs> very very happy um yeah let me just leave it at that <laughs> so definitely not single <laughs> can you tell us about your projects upcoming events and how can my audience find you business wise um what am i working on right now well Oh gosh, I'm I'm currently working on a lot of things. Um, I just currently got a consultation with the African Union to do the digital strategy, um, in collaboration with this agency called Participate. So I'm excited about that. But um, the Launchpad, um, Women at Web Tanzania, Tanzania Shiro's, uh, we quite like it's been quite an interesting year for us we still keep pushing you know for scaling Tanzania for lifelong learning but also for um, we have the Tanzania 100 Shearer's book 2022 coming out. Uh, we're going to start with a social media campaign, I think, um, beginning of 1st of September. So there's quite a lot that is happening, um, with, with women at web, you know, um, supported by DW Academy and BMZ. We have the digital Namimi fellowship program right now. Um, quite overwhelming, you know? Um, yeah. So, oh, wow. I, I, I think I need to stop there because honestly, like I do, I do too much. But I think, yeah, for the for the rest of the year, for the rest of the twenty twenty two year, that's what you can expect. And of course, Nyamachoma Festival, which is my baby. I've been doing that for the past um, eleven years now. Oh wow, <laughs> Nyamachoma is eleven years. Yeah. So uh, we have the Dar es Salaam edition coming up in December, as well as the Moshi edition. Um, Arusha is on the twenty fourth of September. Um, in between, we're trying to squeeze Dodoma in October. No, Dodoma in November and Mwanza in October. So um, it's quite busy. We also have Sunday Cookout, which is a monthly event every month. So, yeah, yeah, a lot is happening, Liz. Uh, but thank you again for this opportunity. I know it's been a long time coming. Um, I'm glad we got to do this. And, yeah, cheers. Yay! You can follow Miss Karen Dorsey on her Twitter, on her Instagram. Of course, it's... A prominent name it's an influential name so if you're not following her by now oh okay no worry 
you can do that now you can catch up and learn more about this digital world digital you and how to go with the pace yes thank you so much miss karen dosi this is self-conference with lizana kafwa this is self-conference with lizana kafwa That was it for today's episode, Digital Citizen. And I know that you have learned a lot because I have learned a lot as well about digital economy, digital citizenship, uh, skill development, and at least now we know how to go about it. Yes. Until the next episode, this is Lizana Kafwa of Self Conference with Lizana Kafwa.